Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Daniel, I feel like it's so long since we've been on an episode together. Long time. And I, I missed your enthusiasm to figure out. so much. He calls himself Mr. Excitement, and he delivered. Obviously, we're on an episode. Quit tried to do this with you. He tried to talk football with you, but, I mean, it was weak. So tell is me he about fantasy football too. I don't. Or, I don't or think he, he just does. No, football. I don't think he does it. But he was trying to. He was trying to ask who you, you and had. I have a thing going. We have a thing. We we talk about this. We collaborate regularly. Actually, we more commiserate than collaborate. It was funny because our teams almost ended up the same in fantasy football. Pretty I mean, close. similar. We had a lot of the same players. You basically stole all my research. Yes, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> so, actually, I don't know. A couple episodes ago, I told Quint that my team stunk. It's actually it's okay. I just have some anchors. That okay. are kind of holding me back. You'll be fine. You're like I'm trying to long stack shot. the deck for the back half of for the for the season. push for the push in the back half. That's then, what I'm going to say. I'm doing as well. I don't know if that's actually what's happening. So the weird thing about fantasy football is I don't actually know what's going on in football. <laughs> You're just like, like I don't on know. The outside. People probably actually follow football, but I actually don't know what any of the actual teams are doing because mm-hmm. all I'm seeing is like. For people, I guess, who don't know how fantasy football works, you pick players from all these different teams. Yeah. And you try to stack a team. But I don't watch any of the games. And I don't know what's going on. <laughs> all right. Well, we do actually have a question to get to. Housekeeping odds and ends before we get there. Send us those questions. Podcast at DIYMoney.org. That's podcast at DIYMoney.org. Send the questions. We're getting really good questions, and we want to keep them going. After this episode, once this episode airs, I think we will be over 500 episodes, which is huge. Do you feel good about that after starting this? I mean, you guys started this years ago, and now it's 500 episodes in. That's a lot of coffee. <laughs> if I reflect on, like, every episode we've recorded. Yeah. I've been drinking coffee for most of them. You've been up for two days. There you go. There you go. So, I'm glad that is your insight. That like is that. <laughs> drink a lot of coffee in it's those. A lot of caffeination. But so. we love you guys listening to the podcast. Feel free to share it with your friends. Give us those Apple reviews. That really helps our ratings. That helps us get new viewers and helps new people learn about the podcast. So that helps a lot too. And by viewers, you mean listeners? Yes, listeners. But Not also show soul. Feed viewers. There you go. DIY you Money go. Podcast on social feeds. Definitely check us out there. You can view us there instead of just listening to us. I like it. All right. Let's get to our question of the day today. Um, our question today is from Chris. Chris, what do you got? DIY! Hi, DIY Money. This is Chris. Thanks so much for your show. Love the variety of questions. So I have a strange question for you. Maybe I am wondering if you can tell me more about T-bills. Looking for a way to capitalize on the high interest rates right now for my uh, short and midterm goals or already have high yield savings account and some CDs. But I am wondering about uh, T-bills. I see that they are a very high interest rate right now. And I went on Treasury Direct to buy one, bought one for $500. And when it took it out of my bank account, it was only like $485. 
And I know there's some sort of auction aspect uh, to T-bills, but maybe you can explain a little bit what these are and how best to use them as an investment vehicle. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Chris, thank you so much for your question. And Chris actually sent in a question, I think it was back in early 2022 or so. I think she was asking something about 401ks versus IRAs. So definitely go back and listen to that episode. I think it was uh, Roth 401ks versus Roth IRAs. So listen to that episode from Chris. And thank you again for sending in another question to us um, and revisiting because this is a really good one. And it's one of the hottest topics right now going on in the world is how to get interest on your money, on your cash that's sitting on the sidelines and is probably not invested in the markets so, Daniel, this we're going to have to probably get into the weeds a little bit. No, we don't have your whiteboard, but we're going to have to talk a little bit more about T-bills, how they work. And when we're talking about T-bills, what does that mean versus bonds and, and all of the other things that are out there? And let's just focus on the treasury market for right now and, and what that means. Sure. So we're talking treasuries, which is U.S. government's debt. Yep. So for people who are familiar with personal debt, you know, you go to the bank, you take out a mortgage to buy a house. So then you pay um, payments on a loan. That includes principal and interest, things like that. You can kind of think about treasuries being just the reverse of that. So you give money, and then the government gives you interest. They actually don't make principal payments until the very end. It's actually kind of a nice scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like All they do is it's effectively an interest-only loan, right? So they only pay the interest, and then at the end, you get all the principal back. Uh, plus, you know, you've kind of accrued interest along the way. So that's the way a treasury works. Treasuries are divided into bills, notes, and bonds. Uh, bills, treasury bill, is anything that matures in less than a year. Mm-hmm. So if you were purchased, if it was being issued right now and you purchased it and it matured in three, six, nine, or 12 months, that's a treasury bill. Treasury note is anything between that and treasury. 20 years of factory. So you're treasury talking bond. about no treasury note. Oh, note? Yeah. Note uh, so that'd be 2, 5, 7, and 10 ah. would be a note. And then a bond would be 20 and 30 years. Okay. Okay. 10. Uh, until they extend them to like 50 and 100 years someday. That is the maturity date from the date of purchase, which gets a little bit confusing because you can go into what's called like the secondary market, like the way stocks trade. There's a treasury market. Yeah. So if you go into your Schwab account or Fidelity account or something like that, and you want to buy a treasury today, you want to buy one that matures in a year, you'll see a list of treasury bills, notes, and bonds, and they'll be like they'll be called that, but there'll be a variety of them on offer that will mature a year from now. Because okay. right, if somebody if the government issued a treasury bond twenty years ago, but it's now nineteen years since it was issued, it's only a year away from maturity, you can buy that and get the prevailing market interest rate on that till the end of the year that doesn't all of a sudden become a treasury bill got it it's still a treasury bond right it's right. just a treasury bond that's 19 years old mm-hmm. and has a year to go versus a treasury bill that was just issued yesterday and then somebody's turning around and reselling it which would be a little weird and that's going to mature in a year you would see that listed as a treasury bill so that's one thing to keep in mind if you're going into your schwab or fidelity you'll see different words but what you're really focused on is the maturity date. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could buy any of them basically when you go in and and purchase them. So uh, what you're doing, Chris, is you're going on to treasury direct in buying these bonds. So that means you're basically buying it directly from the United States treasury. At 
the issue date or auction. Yeah. Treasure Direct's great. I wouldn't personally buy my bills, notes, and bonds there. Mm-hmm. Mostly because uh, you cannot sell them there. Yes. So you have to hold them to maturity. Yeah. So if you were to purchase one of those things, if you were to purchase, let's just say T-bills, so we, we make it simple. If you were to purchase a T-bill from Treasury Direct and you purchase a six-month, you have to wait the full six-month before you can get your principal back on the on that money. Now, if you wanted to sell it, you'd have to transfer it out from Treasury Direct to a custodian like a Fidelity or Charles Schwab and then sell it from there. But you can also just open up an account, an individual account or a joint account, taxable brokerage account. You can actually do this in retirement account as well at one of these institutions, a, cust- uh, a custodian, and you can go in and buy those bonds from the custodian, and then you can sell them at any point. Yep. Yeah, and I like that because if I did need the cash sort of efficiently, it'd just be a pain to transfer that from Treasury Direct. So Treasury Direct just doesn't have the marketplace to sell. Now, that's different from, you've heard us talk about bonds before, or uh, savings bonds, like I-bonds and things like that that the Treasury offers. You can redeem those. It's just the Treasury bills, notes, and bonds that they don't have a marketplace for on Treasury Direct. So just keep that in mind, especially if you're going a longer term than a Treasury bill. Yeah, You might not want to hold that at Treasury Direct. Nice to meet you, Mr. Bond. So that gets us to Treasury Bills mm-hmm. and a very unique feature there. Hey kids, it's time for Mr. Bill's safety tips. If you were to invest in any type of Treasury that has a maturity longer than a year, so it's not a Treasury bill, it's a note or a bond, you will you will get interest payments twice a year. Yeah. Uh, so they'll have they like call a... They coupons s- normally. Yeah, which adds just... Awesomely more terminology. Yeah, it's, it's great that we have more. Because uh, there used to literally be coupons you would clip off of the bond and redeem that for the interest. I did not know that. That's yeah. cool. Uh, so back when everything was paper. So um, for everything over a year, you... And this will explain kind of why this works, actually, back from the paper days. Everything over a year, you would get interest payments um, twice a year or every six months. And then at the end, when it matures, you get your principal amount back. So let's say you invest $1,000. You get the interest payment on $1,000, um, whatever that it was versus kind of when it was issued um, every six months. So half of the annual amount every six months. And then at the very, very last payment, you get the last interest plus your principal back. Uh, and then your annualized rate effectively equals um, the interest rate that you agreed to on the front end. Now, if you think about that, administratively, if you had less than a year, you would really only have one interest payment mm. because you're not going to have two six-month periods right. if you're buying something less than a year. So what they do is they reduce the amount that you pay for it, uh, the treasury bill, to mathematically equal the interest that you're going to accrue over that year. Right. So if I buy a treasury bill... And I can't forget what they said in the question. It was like $485 is what they took out of their checking account for a $500 treasury bill, right? So if I pay $485 and then at the end of that period for like six months or something like that, I get $500 back. The implied interest there is the amount of interest that you had, kind of the face, uh, base amount of interest that you had when you bought that. 
you're gaining that. It's just you're getting a discount on the front end. You're getting the full redemption on the back end. And the difference in that is the interest. So it's a little bit different from the other way of doing it for things over a year. Right. And when you go on to a custodian, when you're looking at a Charles Schwab or you're looking at a Fidelity, Chris, you mentioned the auction style. I would say maybe a better word for that is potentially market movement that has in those bonds. So if you go on to a custodian and you're looking at what am I going to get on a yield, let's use really simple numbers and let's say you're buying a one-year treasury bond. If you go on to one of those custodians, you'll be able to see what the different yields are offered on that given day. Right now, I'm going to make the numbers simple, but they're right around 5%. So if you looked today, you would see 5% on those yields. If you looked a couple years ago, you would see like 1% on those yields. So that 5%, if you go in and then buy that 12-month T-bill, you would buy it and purchase it for $950. Let's say you're buying $1,000 worth of bonds. You buy it for $950. You would then get $50 worth of interest over that one-year time period. And then you would have effectively gotten your 5% interest when the bond matures at $1,000. Buy at $950, matures at $1,000, you're getting $50 worth of interest. That's 5% interest. 5.26. Yes, Daniel. I wasn't going to say <laughs> I used my calculator. $952. <laughs> you or kept it simple. It yes. Okay. So you would effectively get right around 5% interest on that money. So then. Tomorrow you could look, and the interest rate could be 5.02%. And then the bond price changes accordingly. Remember, interest rates and the actual price of the bond work like a teeter-totter. So as your interest rates increase, the price of the bond decreases. As the price of the bond increases, your interest rate is effectively decreasing. What else do you have to add to that, Daniel? When you go to Treasury Direct, you will not know the precise to the decimal interest rate because of that auction feature. Um, they collect a bunch of bids prior to the auction date, figure out kind of where the demand is, and then they set an interest rate based upon that. When you go to buy it in a Charles Schwab or Fidelity or other brokerage account, when you execute the order, you will know the interest rate that you get down to kind of that decimal. You'll kind of set, uh, this is the price I'm willing to pay for that. Um, you will see when you go to buy it in your custodian, you may pay above or below the, the par value, the the $100 face value of the bond, based upon how the interest rate has changed since the date that that bond was issued. So keep that in mind. Uh, But it's a pretty liquid, pretty efficient market. So you are going to get the prevailing interest rate for what those, the yield, uh, sorry, what the um, time to maturity is. So if you're buying a a one-year T-bill right now at Treasury Direct, if you go to the open market and you buy a Treasury bond that's 19 years old and is going to mature in one year, you're effectively going to get the same interest rate within like a very, very fraction of a percentage. But it's a very efficient market, and it's going to work very well. So uh, we actually do this. We invest some in our savings accounts, and then we do some money market because you can invest money market. It's like a mutual fund, so you can put, you know, as little as a dollar or less in there. So it's very efficient. And then uh, we have some treasury bills and things like that, which you do have to buy in round amounts. That's the, mm-hmm. that's kind of the one kind of downside is it. You can't buy, you know, 500 
$1.50 of a treasury bill, you have to buy it in very round amounts. So that's the one reason why then we have some spillover in basically money markets. Uh, but altogether, yeah, it's it's a great place uh, right now as we record today. I mean, treasury bills, so everything under a year is like 5.5%. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a bad place to collect interest. You can look at money markets, which hold some of those short-term uh, treasuries as well. Uh, they'll yield pretty similar to that, minus kind of the administrative fee. And then as you go kind of further out in the yield curve, you'll see a little bit less than 5% right now. So uh, if you're needing to sort of have funds available at a fixed time in the future, one year from now, six months from now, maybe even three years from now, if you're saving up for like a car or something, it can be a good way to generate more interest than you currently can in a savings account and kind of know what interest you're going to get between now and then. Yeah, because... Let's say that interest rates do go down. The Fed comes and lowers interest rates. Your high-yield savings account, even the money market account, is going to decrease the amount of interest that they are paying you on that money. But if you're locked into a two-year treasury note or you're locked into a a longer-term T-bill, that will maintain the interest rate that you purchase it at. So even maintain that 5.5%. I will mention and caveat this other thing. You'll see right now all over the place this annual percentage yield on different assets. So CDs from a bank, even when you go in and buy a treasury bond and you say six months, it says 5.5% that I'm going to get. You actually need to take that number and divide it by two because that's the annualized amount that you're going to get on a bond. So if a bond was going to pay you 5% or CD or anything out there is going to give you an annual percentage yield of 5% and you're only having that for six months, you're actually only going to get about 2.5% of interest. So just be aware of that and making sure you're looking at what the annual percentage yield to really understand how much interest you're going to get on your money over that time period. Correct. So uh, one very practical example of how we utilize these in our family is we have our kids' school tuition that comes up every year in August, July, August, August, I think. And uh, so we put those in treasuries because we know they're going to mature at this exact date. The cash will be available. And then we know exactly the interest rate that we're going to get between now and then. So it makes it really perfect. We could keep that in a savings account, but then the interest rate would fluctuate. And it's very easy to know to look in our brokerage account and go, this X amount of dollars it has this maturity date, which is for this particular purpose. So just kind of keeps everything really neat and organized. It's good. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it. We covered from a couple different angles. So hopefully that gives people a pretty good primer on this topic of treasuries. Yeah, I, I do think just the last thing to add, if you're still sitting with a bunch of money in just a savings account at maybe one of the larger banks and you're not getting any interest on that money, there's other things out there that are providing you interest. So make sure you're going out and looking into those, whether it's just a high-yield savings or a money market or something like we're talking about T-bills um, or any other kind of treasury. So look into those different areas because just having your money that's getting no interest on it right now is effectively losing additional money. Now, that does add some flexibility, but again, just look at some different options that are out there when it comes to getting interest on your funds. Chris, you are now a winner. How does that feel? All right, friends, we're going to wrap it up there. The secret to wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.